0: Ready? Yes, sir. Three, two, one, and we're live. What is going on, guys? I'm here today with Taylor Technique. Taylor the mind, train the body. Right? That's right, man. Rock on! I we I've known Taylor for what is it like three months now? Over just social. Yeah. I forgot Not I even met. Just some somebody sent somebody a message and just hit it off. Clicked similar training styles. And I uh, – go ahead. My bad. Dude, we got to
1: work with the little lag. We'll work out the kinks. But, yeah, man, I think one of us hit each other up. We followed some mutual people. And, uh, you know, probably through Wes Watson more than likely. He has a strong base, a strong community. And I know anybody who responds to, to Wes is somebody who, you know, wants it. And um, their mental game's on point. And I've seen you, and I'm like, who is this guy?
0: I got to get to know him. <laughs> So that's where yeah. we're at. Same, man. I feel like everybody's got their own spiral off that West style. You know? yeah. yeah. Everybody's not that, but everybody's got something they take from it and take it off in their own way. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you're a lot more, not, I want to say collective, you're a lot calmer, a lot more. I can tell you're a lot more patient with clients. I can see you have, you have a a slower growth curve you're going to put them through. Yeah. And that's the style I pick up from you. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Oh yeah, I'd
1: say it's accurate. Um, when I first saw Wes, uh, I was actually at work and I was laying in my bed, my bunk, it basically that's how it is out there. And so he just spoke to me, man. One day I was having a, a time where I just, I didn't have much motivation. And uh, so I, he came across his video and he was screaming, he was yelling. And uh, that's how I was in high school, you know, in high school, I was really hyped like that. I would just snap on people like Wes, you know, and it's just like, man, it hit me, you know, the way he was speaking. So it really resonated with me on that.
0: Absolutely, man. When you were in high school, you played football, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Played football. I was a running back. Um, you know, I switched schools because the coach where I was at was playing favorites. Um, I had got taken out of football through junior high. So um, I played TPR, you know, they call that little league, all the way up in junior high and then was taken out and then went back at high school level where it's, everyone was established. Coach didn't like me. He didn't like me. And um, so – yeah. Switched sides, and then what happened was the starting running back of uh, the rival school that I switched to got hurt for a scrimmage game, and they called my number. And uh, that running back, he <laughs> lost his job that year. So um, awesome guy, you know. It's just I was able to take that opportunity and uh, run with it, literally, literally.
0: That's awesome. Would you say yeah. that's that's a big factor in your discipline now? you think a lot of your roots go back to football.
1: Absolutely, 100%. I've always been an athlete, a competitive um, by nature. Um, I remember I asked my dad recently what's a memory he had of me as a kid. And so he said whenever I was younger, uh, we would play games. And no matter what we played, if I was not winning, I was not having fun. So (laughs) it's just something, I guess, that's always been in my nature. uh, I feel the
0: same way, man. you got little stuff. I feel like I'm like, relax it's goldfish don't don't be a psycho oh, yeah oh
1: yeah it gets serious though i take everything as a competition you know it's just naturally how i
0: am same way man i don't mess around mm-hmm. and you you're in louisiana right now correct right yeah so is that where you grew up the high school you went to yeah. playing football yep yeah.
1: louisiana we're about 45 minutes south of new orleans so um okay. where i work on the map if you would google that you would see there's not i could throw a rock right off of the Bottom of the boot, they call Louisiana. So we're really down
0: south. Nice. Is that where you work as a trainer? Or I know you have a psycho second job where you're working like seven days on, seven days off, and yeah. doing this, and pushing content, some yeah, crazy man. schedule like that, right?
1: Yeah. So I work seven days. Um, I'm away from home when I'm at work, so I work in a port, so it's Port Fouchon, where um, I hear 80% of of the nation's oil and gas, you know, produces and comes in from, so um, what I do is I started off, I got laid off from a machine shop, um, back uh, about five, six years ago, I was a machinist, and so we had a big downturn in the economy, and uh, I got laid off, I was not wanting to go file for unemployment. It was something that I was just against, but um, you know, it is a it is a valuable, um, let's say, resource for people who act, who use it the correct way. Um, so what happened was I went into that office, and then they said that I was able to qualify to go get my CDL, which is my commercial driver's license, and drive eighteen wheelers. So I'm a little guy to begin with. I was like, man, my I don't even know if I can reach the pedals, but I didn't want to go in a shipyard and bust my tail, so that's what I did, man. We get my CDL, drive an 18-wheeler, come back from that uh, about a month class it was, and um, started driving trucks, and then I did that for two years until uh, my time came for the lead position, Um, and then I got the lead position, and now I'm I'm able to uh, work 24 hours out there, and we have a crew of truck drivers, and we haul um, rental equipment for offshore companies, uh, throughout the port so i love it i'm blessed and uh it works well um seven days there and then i'm off seven days so that's oh, wow. where this this training thing kind of kicked off because i would come home and uh you could only do so much on the seven days off without you know you can't really get another job but um that I was like man let me just i've always wanted to be a trainer you know so that's where it took me
0: that's that uh, that blows my mind more than anything because of the fact I didn't know you did that until I researched this. And I was, yeah. I was thinking, I was like, it doesn't seem like he's gone for seven days. Uh-huh. I always am. <laughs> are you just backlogging? Like for other coaches out there, are you yeah. just backlogging content? The thing, the way I do it. it seven days?
1: Yeah, man. The way that I do it is uh, when I'm home, I, I record. I just, I just go crazy with recording. It's taking pictures. I don't edit. I don't, you know, I don't go crazy with it. And then um, it's finding that balance. You know, when I get to work, it it gets busy sometimes. Sometimes we get calls. Sometimes we're slow. We have downtime. When we have downtime, I'll edit. I'll stack. Uh, But, you know, that's when I'm there, my priority is, you know, making sure I'm rested for the phone calls because um, I get a call at 1 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. And even though it's not physically demanding, it's mentally exhausting when you're trying to go to sleep on a 24-hour call. Um, you know, you get snugged up in your bed, and the phone, yeah. work phone rings, and it's like you just want to pull your eyeballs out. You know, so yeah, I know you know firsthand about that being on on duty and stuff. You know, being up so long, um, but you know, I'm able to do that as far as you just got to jump into some action. You know, it's 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 not always going to be perfect as far as your content goes,
0: but you just got to get it going. Absolutely, I think. So I know your schedule is crazy like that. Mine's crazy too. I'm in the Navy still. So constantly, like there's, I have no schedule. Yeah. I just have to roll with the punches. I have some baseline disciplines, but I mean, yours especially, that is great for anybody who's my age listening, I think, because a lot of people get hung up on the fact of I got a job, I got school, I can't do this, I can't work out, I can't do this passion project I have. I mean, <laughs> you're working a week straight. And it never looks like you worked a week straight. Yeah. So I think that's just a super valuable example for all those people, no matter if your passion project is working out or crafting or starting a YouTube channel on glitter bombs, whatever it is. Yeah, I agree.
1: I agree. And it doesn't, it might look like I have it together, but no one on the internet has it together. No matter what they say. Yeah. It's complete chaos all the time. Like (laughs) there's nothing to it you know, because you not only have, you have to balance the creativity side of it. You know, you also have to find the time to put it aside when your loved ones get home or your wife. I've been really bad with that lately. My wife will get home after a long day. You know, she's, she's working, um, a, a tough job. She comes home, she goes through night classes cause she's she's going for her master's her MBA. So she comes home after working a full-time job, then class, then she gets home and I'm still like one more comment. And then, Taylor, I asked you three times to get me, uh, you know, whatever out the pantry. I'm, like, I'm coming, I'm coming. So you just get carried away sometimes, man, and it's all going
0: to play out. Man, absolutely. I feel that one so deeply. Yeah. It's, and it's it's almost as if once you get the train going full speed, it's so hard to come back out and see that 30,000 foot overview of other things mm-hmm. outside of you. you yeah. Know, we do it not to be selfish. We do it for other people but you almost have to cross that line.
1: Mm-hmm. And I felt
0: the same thing. I Me and my girlfriend just had the same conversation. I yeah. was there, but I wasn't physically or I wasn't mentally there. Yeah. I was either tired, I was exhausted, or I was just trying to squeeze one or two more things out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And no matter what you're doing, I feel like, yeah, that that's cup just drains and a cup fills up and a cup drains and a cup fills up. Yeah. And I don't know the balance. I don't know no. if you got any words of wisdom on it. So, <laughs> so the, I roll with the punches.
1: Yeah. So the balance, to me, um, is definitely something that is the mastery trick to it all. And the more I'm doing it, the more I'm getting my processes in place. Because when you first start out as a trainer, um, there's a lot of hats you have to wear. Because especially if you know no one's going to go hire, you don't have the funds to go hire a videographer, to go hire a marketing team. You have to learn all this on your own, on top of making sure you're writing the correct programs, the right training, the right nutrition, and taking care of your clients. And so there's a lot to do, and it can become nauseating once you, you know, one night you get lost in a YouTube rabbit hole of how do you program this, how do you program that? And as soon as you learn one way, that next video in the loop totally just tells you all that you just learned is wrong, and you're back at square one. Um, So I definitely think finding that balance, um, a strong, which I know you know this to the core, a strong morning routine that takes care of your mental, your movement and your, you know, your macro settings for the day. So um, at that early hour is a time where you can't be distracted. That is a time for you and your growth. And so from then on, you're able to handle all the chaos and ride the lightning, like I like to say, along the way.
0: Absolutely, I think I was. that was one of the main questions I wanna ask you, because so many people undervalue it. I would say 99% of people know, they can feel the value in a morning routine, but nobody's mm-hmm. dived into it, maybe they did, they just talked themselves out of it. I know it is the most powerful thing in my day. Absolutely, My day, if I miss it, I can do the same stuff, but it'll take way longer, be way yep. less efficient, Then if I hit that morning routine, Mm -hmm. what would you say is the general prescription of your morning routine that you're giving to your clients or you're telling people when somebody brings it up to you? Somebody gets interested. What are the top three main things you just tell them you have to do this? So, um,
1: once someone gets into my program, the way that we structure it is right off the bat, I got a PDF coming at them of a morning routine. And so, um, I basically structure it that way because I tell them, you know, leaders do more because the people that I'm going to attract is going to be really, um, wanting that positivity energy. They're going to feed off of that because, um, not everybody likes this positive guru stuff. Sometimes it just mm. makes them feel it real uncomfortable because they, they've been exposed to people like that and they've rubbed them the wrong way or they know that they're not really living that life. Um, so, that positivity that you get in the morning because naturally we wake up negative. Um, like you said, mm. if you don't do your routine, you just feel like it's not even worth it. So um, right now when I'm home, I've been waking up at three 15 and I'm in the gym for four. And so I started that routine um, and now I have clients as, as well as gym members. Um, you'll see in my stories, my Instagram stories, when I am home, we, we hashtag 4am club. And so it's some okay. like something cool now because no one else is doing it. And so the way that I do it is, is you make it look cool because people are so tribal, right? They love being a part of something. So, you know, 4AM Club, you know, at first they're like, man, why the heck are you waking up that early? You know? I get that um, one all the time too. Yeah, yeah. And so ET, Eric Thomas, is a, is a big motivational speaker that I like listening to. and He's got this song. And um, it's like, uh, you think all these young whippersnappers think they're gonna catch up to me. Uh, what time you waking up? I'm waking up at three. He was like, you will have to wake up early to catch me. And when he said that, man, you know, cause you hear about a lot of famous successful people waking up at three and it's so sounding taboo, but why are they doing it? You know? So um, when you want to do something, you should look at someone who's who's already done it and then you model them, right? So if E.T.'s waking up that early, you know, if, if Wes Watson's waking up that early, um, you know, Tony Robbins waking up that early, there's some, there's some magic to it, you know. And so that's, that's how
0: I like to structure it. And I don't know how I lied to myself for so long. I was always a morning person, but I noticed now that you know I saying? do wake up early, a lot of people are doing exactly what I was the biggest culprit of, of lying about that. Mm-hmm. I thought I was better than all these top dudes. In a mm-hmm. field that i loved and i wasn't mimicking them and yeah. waking up early and yeah. then one day it clicked thing with the west i was like i can't be doing this yeah why would i be better than them yeah why am i less negative than these guys who have made it to the top and crushed it yeah and i feel like a lot of people now that i've broken out of that cycle i can see it in a lot of people i don't want to tell them they're lying to themselves but i want to give it to them in a way where they figure out themselves they're lying hmm 'Cause it's it's the truth, I believe.
1: Yeah, I believe it too. And uh like today we had a um like a curfew till eight thirty. So we figured we'd sleep in a little bit. We went at six. I feel like the day is almost over and like it just started, you know. Even waking up that early. Once you become so involved in flow state and what you're involved in, time is flying. So you have no time for nothing. By the time you look up, I, I used to like getting in, you know, Call of Duty games real quick in between the day and, you know, just to get my mind off of things. Now, man, I, you know, I haven't gotten to play or, you know, just something to take my mind off it of because either clients are texting me or prospects or I'm I'm loving creating content for people. Um, it's just, you don't have the time. So I couldn't imagine waking up and sleeping until, you know, nine, 10 o'clock and staying up, you know, till the wee hours is just, it's a different, it's a different lifestyle, which don't get me wrong. Sometimes I can't even go to bed. I might get only four hours of sleep or two. Um, but we just do it all over again. You know?
0: I know it's crazy. That's what I tell people so much. Once you find that thing you love you will not complain anymore about how long the day is. No, I. So my job in the military right now, I'm working as a dental, dental medic. I don't Ooh. love it. Not, not my favorite thing in the world. Didn't want to be a dental tech. Yeah, that's but cool before, though, man. I hated my, like I dreaded it. Yeah. Dreaded it, crying in the car before work. Yeah. Just miserable how low energy it was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And since I flipped this lifestyle, and you know, my whole life revolves around this thing that I love now, and I'm more focused on giving away to others more focused on building my relationship stronger even that job that i hated flies by because yeah. i'm thinking about this i'm doing something with this and anybody who's got that thing in the back of their head i think where they just can't stop thinking about it, that's the key to all that's of it. Life. that's it to everything yeah you just can't true. make money off it directly it'll change the rest of your life
1: so, for you to say that it really makes me think of this. Steve Harvey, um, he I seen him give a speech, man, and uh, he's got a phenomenal story. If you don't know Steve Harvey, um, he started off he was homeless, and uh, he was giving this speech on set in between Family Feud, and he was saying he started out homeless, but he always knew that he was going to be on TV, and so he always imagined it in his imagination that he was going to be on TV, no matter what his mom and them said or his girl. Know they just thought he was a dreamer. He's like, You watch, I'm gonna be on TV. And then, you know, by the end of it, he you know, he's like, Now he got a call from a producer, he went on this show, and then boom, things started happening. So the the moral of the story after was, was what he was trying to say is if you can imagine it, that's your reality, that's your true you know, being of what you have. So if you can think it if you can get it done and it's already happened because you think the greatest ideas, you know, whether that be, um, the guy with the kite and the key, I don't know if that was Jeff Jefferson or Edison. I don't Franklin.
0: Franklin, Franklin. Franklin, Franklin.
1: Yeah. I mean, if yeah. if he imagined something and never acted on it, we would still be lost. So your, your imagination is your real reality on what you know that you can be. So if you think you can be this, if you think you can be that, Why not, you know? So what holds us back is people's opinion of us. We don't want to ever attempt something because we're afraid of, you know, oh, look at him trying to be, you know, trying to be a YouTube star. Yeah, You know how they do, man. But once you break through that barrier, you are laser focused and unstoppable, dude. There's no limits once you stop worrying about that and you do what you love and the rest will fall into place.
0: Absolutely. I 100% believe that. And I 100% believe, too, Tony Robbins has got a saying where he was driving a Formula Formula One car, and they taught him, if you're going to crash, if you stare at the wall, you're going to crash into the wall. Mm-hmm. But if you break that cycle and you look away from the wall and you look to where you want to go instead of where you're going, that's the only way you're going to ever pull out of that 200-mile-an-hour tailspin. Yep. Yep. That's what I think about all the time, too. No matter what's happening, you can't stare at that wall. Yeah. And that I mean, wall will suck you in with negativity.
1: Yeah, it makes me think of that saying where your focus goes, your attention will flow or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, we are what we attract. So it's just, it, it, so people, I hear if, you know, something about it, a trait about someone, if it bothers you, usually it's because you possess that trait as well. You know, so you attract. Oh. What you are. I've, I've heard that, you know, so if you see someone, like they're so superficial, you know. They're always showing off. They're always showing their muscles like, do you do that? You know, do you yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it's some small, subtle things. So um, I know you mentioned a little bit about mindset. Um, I would say mindset is the most important reason I do this. Um, I have a mindset coach. I like to do mindset coaching in my program um, because we can give someone the perfect routines, the perfect macros, um, the perfect everything. But if their mindset is not involved, it doesn't matter what we give them.
0: So training that mind is, is, is key to it all. I a hundred percent believe that. I mean, how many perfect programs have people who before they came to you probably done? Yeah. Right. I know how many perfect programs did I do before I stuck Mm -hmm. to something like this?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it, it's in the mind. Yeah. I, you, you, it's so frustrating, not frustrating almost. But I just it's like I have a new toy. That's what I always tell people. It's like I have a new toy. and I just want to show you. And I want you to go buy the same toy. Because it's I awesome.
1: Know. I know. We want it so bad for people because we know what it's done for us. And sometimes we might come off too aggressive because we're so passionate about it. But we just want you to have what we have. We just want you to feel the way we feel. And it's not that we know it all. We just know where we were, you know, the most positive people have been through the worst negativity and they've been through some horrible situations and they know pain. So they use positivity to stay away from that. So when they see people hurting, their empathy is so deep, they just they want to help, you know. And uh whenever your focus is on value and on others and not yourself, not the money, not the cars, all that stuff is gonna come if you want it, you know, but. People and not being selfish, I think, is the biggest key, and that was my biggest takeaway from Wes, because the way that he structured his wording was, it's not about you. Stop being selfish. Stop crying. Stop making every excuse in the book, and uh, you know how um, the world is so accepting these days. Everything is okay. You love yourself how you are, you know, everything has to be fair, and that doesn't work. That doesn't work for me. That's not how I was raised. So when the West was saying that, I was like, it was hitting me. It was hitting me because I have become complacent listening to people say, it's okay. You know, you don't have to do this. You know, you don't have to do that, but I'm miserable, you know, <laughs> I'm miserable when I'm not on the field, you know, if I'm not going for something. And um, Oh, that's absolutely. Something-
0: you think you'd be sitting here if you were doing mindset training, but you right. didn't look this way you want- looked right now? Right. I just saw a picture you post on Instagram. You're shredded. You would not have the same confidence walking into a room. Yeah. If you didn't look like that, no matter if you did everything else the exact same.
1: Yeah, yeah. I agree, man. I agree. And, and you know, that, that shreddedness comes from uh, a disciplined mindset. You know, that's it's not just muscles and you know, I don't show that to be like look at me. Um, people are so superficial online. They have to respond to that by looking at that you know mm-hmm. i do enjoy you know my hard work and you know showing people what is possible whenever you you know dedicate your attention to something like you can look like this you don't need to be a man with boobs like you don't need to um have your kid trying you know i've heard of guys holding their kid and you know the kid trying to suck that you know they just There's so many stories of these dads, you know, um, and I'm not a dad. So, I mean, I I can't talk on it. I don't, you know, I have nieces and nephews. I got a dog, but I'm not a dad. So I can't go after dad bods because I I have not been there. So I'm not going to speak on it, you know, but I know that's a big thing that people struggle with. They say their wives are okay with it and they love it. But do you love it? Are you okay with your dad? Is your kid going to, you know, while he's waiting by the bleachers, we always hear this example waiting to get picked up. And he's like, hey, Johnny, which one's your dad? Oh, that's my dad with the, you know, donut glaze all over. Or is that, hey, that's my dad, the jack one. You know, (laughs) that's cool. So which dad do you want to be, you know, and exactly. um, And
0: I'm which dad you want to be. We're not even saying. I'm sure you agree with me. I'm not even saying you got to look like Taylor and you got to be shredded.
1: What matters
0: is that you are better than you were the week before, because that growth gives you the confidence to come Mm -hmm. off as that superhero dad.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you you said that. Than you
0: were last year. You know, even one percent better a week. Yeah, one percent better a month. You're one percent better. Whatever it is, you are a certain percentage better than you were last year, and that right there gives you the confidence. Yeah, that right there gives you the power because you were growing and you were beat yourself because you're only comparing yourself to yourself. That's it. And you don't got to look like Taylor, but you just got to be better than you were yesterday. So if you're a pretty diced up dad right now, you better throw some weight and get even more shredded.
1: Yeah, if you're really
0: overweight. That's good for you because you can just drop that weight and you come down. You can gain that confidence tenfold to be that superhero.
1: Yep. And the biggest the biggest thing I see when people coming in is. Um, You know, we'll ask some pain points, some trigger points, why they're wanting to lose 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds. It's not about the weight. You know, why do you want to lose the weight? What is that weight loss going to do for you? And then it goes deeper. So they're able to find their why. In most cases, you hear, I don't don't have the energy to play with my kids. You know, they run around all day and I'm just always tired. Um, I just had a guy, him and his wife, they've been with me since I started, Um, Bryant Liner and Laney Liner. And uh, we just interviewed him over here. They had a little photo shoot and everything of their story and their journey. And um, one of Brian's biggest things, he got emotional, you know, and he was just saying, like, he wants his son to grow up. I think his son might be too, you know, he wants his son to grow up and know his dad, you know. Was tough. He did what he could, you know, because when he where he was, you should you could see his pictures Go in my page uh, at Taylor Technique on my Instagram and see Bryant Liners progress. And that was just a few months because he fell off in December. His mindset, he got in his head really bad. So he didn't even run a full 90 days and he got jacked. And so, um, his mind, if I would tell him to run through that wall, he wouldn't even ask twice because his mind, I have them so detailed, you know, and, um, I've actually gotten some more clients from his example because he, he goes out there and, and, and gets their mind right before they even come to me, you know? So Brian's my, my ace, I call him. And, uh, he's a, pro- people say he's a product of, of what we're doing. And, um, there's no better reward than seeing a person's results. And not only did that work out, but his wife, um, who started out, she didn't know me. Um, me and Bryant knew each other from back when we went to the same uh, boxing gym at extreme, um, Jay Paul, the famous, um, alligator guy, swamp people, he goes to that gym. Um, <laughs> Um, He used to be a boxer, big boxer down here. So that's where I met Brian back in our high school days. So Brian said he was watching me for a while, decided I was the one to help him and his wife. She didn't know me. Um, So he was like, he's going to come to the house and work out. So uh, any woman would not, you know, especially not in the gym, wouldn't feel comfortable with some random guy coming to their house to train her, you know. That's a big um,
0: problem with women. Problem,
1: big problem. So it just took some time of, you know, building up that confidence until um, she decided she wanted to go to the gym. And this is something that I never realized um, was a thing, which was gym anxiety. And it was mm-hmm. to the point to where she would cry at the thought even talking about a gym. She would break down in tears. And this was, I was like, man, what is this? Because it's something I've never been exposed to. And um, eventually built that confidence. Her first day, she met me at the gym and she texted me, I can't come in. I can't come in. I said, stay where you're at, I'm coming. I walked out to her car and I put on some motivational music, uh, some motivational speech. I was like, just listen to this and hone in, okay? And then so over time, we built her up to go in and um, she went in a week later the anxiety would come back and then we did it again and someone came up and talked to us and she teared up instantly she got super anxious and i was like all right dude i'll talk to you later and she i was like hone in this energy and this anxiety on this set and then boom 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 so over time exposing herself to that uncomfortability just like a muscle you build up with reps of constant action, constantly doing the process over time, you'll get stronger. That's with anything that's with waking up. You know, the first time you set your alarm for three, you might snooze 10 times, but guess what? You do it again. You might snooze nine times. Then you do it again. You might snooze eight. And you know, so, um, there's reps with everything. Everything is reps and sets and progression, you know? So, um, it's definitely something that's nothing going to happen overnight, you know? So if, if you're trying to get going on a routine or if you're trying to do something, you got to get into some action. You got to get into the right part of your brain. That is the creative side and get to it, you know?
0: Absolutely. That's why there's so many coaches everywhere because everybody yeah. needs somebody like you. So that's what I said by like women have that problem. Women generally have that anxiety problem about the gym. Yeah. And yeah. Men come in there and if anything, they're just, they're amp, They're a little like, I don't want to say anxious, but like almost like a uh, wired up. You
1: know, yeah. Like, yeah.
0: The testosterone. you want to look better. You want to look bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's awesome that you took that time to go that detailed with her. Cause you could have easily yeah. just been like, go to the gym, just try it. Just go to the gym, yeah. just try it. And she would have never made it in. You gave her yeah. some at home workouts. She'd never made it in. No. For somebody out who doesn't have Taylor around, doesn't have you around. What would you say is a good buildup for them for that? You know, if you're not around, they don't have somebody like you. How do they yeah. get themselves over that?
1: Well, I mean, I would say, um, Lainey is, is definitely an example. And, uh, I had asked her a question. What's some advice that she would give her, her younger self, you know, from a few months back, you know, going, just did an interview
0: with her. Yeah. Right. We did
1: an interview with like her. We can find that and see yeah, her. Well, I gotta, we gotta throw it together. We're in the process of making it, but as soon as it's up, I'll, I'll be able to send that to you and, uh, you okay. can check that out. But she said her advice would be just to do it because, um, the first, the first, let me see if I can get this right. The first step in a, the first process in a million mile march is taking the first step. Right. So until we take that first step, we don't know what our possibilities are. You know, um, we have to be able to face that fear because growth is in uncomfortability. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, you hear that a lot. But I would give the advice of find a friend who maybe would want to go with you. And um, one. a big, a big thing that you need to know is when you go in that gym, it might feel like all eyes on you, but I promise no one's, no one's paying attention because they're so worried about people looking at them, you know, mm-hmm. just put your headphones in. If you don't know how to mess with any of the equipment, just go in a corner, do like some, uh, you know, some burpees or, you know, some shoulder taps and just kind of scope the gym out. If it's crowded, you know, just kind of look around, find your equipment, go sit on it. just start moving things. If you don't know where the pivot point is, just move it. You know, look at the diagram. Don't worry about being new because everyone, everyone started somewhere. Okay. So you gotta, you gotta do that for you. You gotta start somewhere. Cause if not, you don't know what you're capable of and you're capable of great things. You know, everyone is,
0: everyone has a gift. They just got to find it. Absolutely. And tell anybody listening. I still get that gym. Especially if I go to a new gym. If I go to a gym I haven't been to yet, the first day or two, there's just something about it. I got to keep thinking to myself, everybody here is here because what they look like right now, they have a different vision for it, and Mm -hmm. they're here working for it. So we're all on the same path. You got it. I remind myself, why would – why would I be anxious about that? Yeah. Why would I be worried about that? Yeah. thing in the world for me to be worried about. And it happens to me every single time. I
1: know. I know. We recently just switched from Planet Fitness to Powerhouse. So you could about imagine the crowd change in that, the atmosphere in that. Um, And I had a bunch of people come with me. Uh, we switched over to Powerhouse and they're loving it, dude. You walk in, you know, Planet Fitness, you listen to Lady Gaga, you walk into Powerhouse, there's, you know, five finger death punch. There's, you know- some good music going on, different equipment. You got some big guys in there. You know, the atmosphere is tense, but it makes you become better. And those guys might look tough and in the zone, but they'll give you a head nod quick. You ask them something, they'll, they'll, you know, help you out. They're not as mean as they look. They're just in the zone. They put in
0: the most work. So they they put in the most work. They know what it's about, and they know the feeling you get from it. So, yeah. if anything, they're more excited to help you than that yeah. dude looks like, you know, he maybe doesn't go that much, or he's yeah. been going for eight years and he's still got a dad bod, you know, something's yep. not fitting right. He's yep. going to be frustrated. But those dudes who are just savage looking, mm-hmm. they are going to be the most open to help you. Yep. You're not right. If you're just ask them questions. Yeah. Just ask a question. If you ask me a question in the gym, you better have some time because yeah. I'm going to sit there and talk your ear yeah. off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The only thing is, is if you ever see someone, they're really into it. I mean, you might want to interrupt them too much. I mean, there's times where I go in the gym and I plan it. You know, I couldn't get through a workout with someone walking up to me, asking me something. They'd see me training. But uh, I tell them I got some some tricks. Uh, I got a little uh ebook that uh, top 10 tips, you know, getting ready for your workout. One of them is, you know, if you're constantly getting bothered by that one old man who's just so happy to see you or, or you know, ladies might get attacked by the same old man you know just pull your headphones out real quick not uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh and then just keep it moving bro don't feel bad but we got work to do you know
0: that's so, a big problem for girls too that's probably another reason they have a lot I of gym anxiety i see it all the time I, it's i don't just Guys leave don't like, know how to act i know just leave them especially if a girl's got her headphones in Mm -hmm. she doesn't she's there to find that feeling she's there to work out yeah my girlfriend her sister my friends who are girls talk about all the time i know one or two
1: i know it's those guys that uh you know they they just they have no idea they're so insecure but you know ladies just like i said if you could grab a friend um and just go in there with them um find you some a routine a body weight routine or something and just get to some action you know and In, inaction breeds fear and doubt. So um, if you think about a time where you're worried about something or you're just sitting there doubting yourself, what are you usually doing? You're usually just sitting there, right? Um, because inaction breeds that fear and doubt. So how do we counteract that? By getting straight into some action, you know, acting on something, and whether that be whatever, you know, um, I have a problem with that myself. Procrastination is a big thing. Um, I'll research a topic I'll write a whole notebook full of notes, and uh, I'm on to the next topic on uh, something else tomorrow. And I never acted on something I've been sitting on, so that's a big thing I'm working on right now. Is not allowing that next thought to to penetrate what I'm on. You know, I'll be you know trying to make a, a graphic art for my YouTube thumbnail, and uh, I'll get a text from someone, and then I'll just leave that unfinished. So um, action is something that is is the key momentum. Is it's the biggest yeah. weapon you can have.
0: I'll say the opposite of that is always like the shiny spoon or like the squirrel, yeah. like the dog when he sees a squirrel, like squirrel, like every time I think we're all
1: I think we're all in touch with that right yeah. now.
0: Yeah. Uh I, I got a I got a question that I was really interested to ask you about. I don't know the answer. I try to look through you, stalked you on Instagram and your other profiles a little bit. What is your opinion on drinking mentally and physically in terms of training? Cause I get the question on both sides. It starts off yeah. always physical. How does this affect me? Can I drink? Mm-hmm. Slowly people start to experience the realization about the mental too. And I'm curious yeah. what you say when a client comes to you is like, Taylor, I drink every Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Can I do this, Taylor, what so, should I drink instead of these sugary margaritas I'm drinking?
1: Right. So I can only say what works for me, right? Because at the end of the day, if you want to drink, you you drink your little heart out. Um, I'll lose no sleep over it. But the reason why I stopped drinking was because I found that it took me out of my state of mind that I was in. So I'm very aware now. Like, my awareness is on point. I'm very – I love the state I'm in. I love being sharp. I love being aware of how I'm feeling through what I'm eating and how I'm acting and so whenever I would drink, it would know those senses. It would almost um, just take away my powers is how I kind of thought of it. And so if I would compromise and drink, um, I would get loose. I would let my guard down, my my awareness would slip. And then I might eat something that would have me feeling like crap because I got the munchies um, from drinking and I'm just having a good time. and. Um, the next day I feel horrible because I detached from that vision I had and I feel bad physically, you know, cause I, you know, you feel bubble guts and all that, but I'm always happy now. Like I am intense, but like, I love being in this state of clarity, this state of action. Um, and whenever I'm drinking, I don't know if it's because my, the way I eat now, but my body almost can't break it down anymore. I'll just go sleep, straight to sleep. Um, but I tell people because what happens is people will drink on Fridays. You know, they're not happy with their lives or they need a release. They'll drink all night Friday. They'll feel bad about a Saturday morning, smash a donut breakfast, then drink again around lunchtime, feel like crap, no energy comes Sunday, and hate to go back to work Monday and have no energy because they feel bad that they got off track from their workout routine that they're going to restart again on Monday. And then when they see no results, they blame the program and then start drinking again that following Friday because they feel so bad. It's not working. So really Absolutely. what's,
0: what's the real problem, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Did you come, you were a football player. Did you come from party background when you are young? Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I imagine since you said you're so amped up.
1: Oh yeah. I, uh, I grew up, um, very, uh, in a religious household. And so, you know, I felt held back. Um, I didn't realize at the time that that was for my better um, safety. So once I got in the high school age, like, you know, I just went all out and um, that's what happened. I was on the party scene hard, you know, you name it, we did it. And uh, that's where we learned all our biggest, you know, mistakes. And you would just, your sense of self was just distorted, you know, cause it was just, you were hurt so bad from things that you've done that you would self-medicate or you would find those vices. And then you would still feel empty after those vices. So you realize there's something more to this. What is, how do I get that happy feeling? How are people happy? And, you know, I'm not. So that search of self. And um, I, I call it, you know, the guys in my program say they like to drink. And I was like, well, you better not miss that workout, you know. We call it – um. It, there's a word for it. I, I don't want it, to, it, it's something juice. Okay. A weak juice or, you know, you, you pick that name in front of juice that is, you know, negative in a sense, and you make it uncool to drink, you know? And that's how I like to structure it because a lot of times you hear people, well, I know what I'm doing this weekend. I'm going to get tore up. Like, and the other guy's like, Hell yeah, bro, like, and you know, so it's like, they're cool with that. And then I come in there and I'm like, that's that's all you're going to do this weekend? Like, you know, and you give them some doubt and they're like, are we supposed to say that? What do we say to this? So you introduce a new thought pattern, something that they're not used to. And it lets them know that it's okay to think like that. It's okay not to drink. We can have fun and not drink. You know, if I'm around a bunch of people that's drinking anyway, you know, I don't, I'd rather not, but I could still hold my cool. Um, something I like to do if I am going to an event that people are drinking is I'll get some sparkling water and I'll get some 100% cranberry juice. And so I'll get my iodine and my rehydration from the cranberry juice and the water and the bite from the tartness of the cranberry juice and the sparkling water is like I'm drinking wine. You know, it's almost like a placebo because we always socially want to have something, you know, sipping on or whatever, but you'll, you'll, from the effects, think you're drinking if you're around people, and it it does wonders. And my clients do it too, and they're like, "Oh, that's my drink now." <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's exactly. just finding, it's just pivoting. Yep, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm fully believing that, and I wanted people to know that so they know you're not just coming from, "Oh, Taylor's only had three drinks in his life," and he's talking yeah. about not well, no. no. You yeah, came no. from the background. I came from the background. Yeah, and I was never an alcoholic. I was never addicted to one drug, but I was always addicted to that adventure that came along with any of them. Yeah. And because I didn't have an escape. I didn't have an outlet. And I'm sure yeah. you're the same way. If you're talking about how amped up you were back then. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest problem I find with it. I see the same thing, lower vibration. I can't think the next day. It's brain fog. It's a cycle. Yeah. It's and cycle. another thing, another thing for your health,
1: um, just on a health level, we'll touch on it real quick. Um, so the way you build muscle is by being anabolic. You hear anabolic steroids, like what does anabolic mean? So there's anabolic and there's catabolic. So an- anything that's anabolic is, is helping you um, build muscle or whatever. And then catabolic is anything that's tearing down tissue. So someone who's high stressed, um, their, their stress is going to release a certain chemical called cortisol. And cortisol is very catabolic. And so what it does is, um, when you're in a stress state, it releases glucose into your blood and glucose is just sugar. So when you're anxious, you, you think you're in trouble, your body's like, Hey, I'm going to give you some glucose from our storage so you can survive here. Have this energy, boom, shoots through the bloodstream. And if we don't get up and move, that's going straight to our head and we start thinking crazy thoughts and that's where anxiety will happen. So, um, if it, if it has no glucose to give you, it'll turn to your muscle tissue You know, I don't know this all on scientifically perfectly done, but this is my synopsis of it. Yeah. So when we when we drink also alcohol is catabolic. So if you're in the gym Monday through Friday, killing it, you know, unless you're 21 years old, you know, you might not be able to keep on drinking and, you know, seeing results on, you know, your progress. Um, So that's one thing that you can think about is that it's detaching you from your vision. So if something isn't going to optimize how I feel or how I look, I try and stay away from it, you know, when I can. And so I always find something that is negative about something bad, you know, whether that be a food or, like, if you want something, you could think, like, they probably left that out all night on the counter. You know, just something, talk in your head, something negative about something you're trying to get away from
0: exactly and that's what i tell people whenever anybody asks about it because it's a big question that pops up i mm-hmm. always give them the facts i tell them what i think about it and i say the only thing that i ask you to do is stop piping it up stop making it that's seem it. like this grand thing yeah like, you, you drink mean... just be honest with what it is mm-hmm. and if you choose to drink don't like, i'm not telling you yeah. beat yourself up about it just yeah. be dead honest you know no growth is going to happen in this state no mm-hmm. growth is going to happen the next morning if you drink a lot yeah just you make that deal with the devil Mm -hmm. and I'll go. So I went real that sober for a long time. And then now I, I call it like intermittent sober. So I'll go sober for like month, two months, three months. I won't touch a drop of alcohol. And then I'll have like a few glasses of wine or something like that. Yeah. And just, I just push that state, push that state, push that state. And when I go into that negative state of drinking and I placate, you know, that vice, Mm -hmm. I'll snap out of it in eight hours.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, it's just the same thing with eating. You know, you might be running a clean diet for so long and then you might slip up and go crazy. Don't be, you know, just jump back on the horse. You know, it's yeah. not that serious. West Washington ain't gonna come to your house and smother the pillow on you and call you names if you had one sip. You know, um, you have to be human. You have to have a balance. Um, I personally have not drank in a long time. I couldn't tell you when just because I don't feel optimal right now. I'm just all about optimizing everything. And uh, I'm an example to a lot of people. Um, I get a lot of messages, a lot of people saying, you know, what you said, help me or this or that. So whenever you take that role, you know, of being a leader, like I said earlier, leaders do more. So you, if you have a weakness Somebody will use that against you as their excuse. They will exploit that. So if they see me out drinking, oh, Taylor's a trainer. He drinks. So, hey, um, that might be the secret to it. So you always have to be on point. Someone's always watching. You never want to break character. So when you realize you're doing this, you're not taking that drink of alcohol um, because It's not about you, you know, you don't want someone else to slip if they see you with some alcohol. And that's how I like to put it in my head, even though that might not be the case. But nine times out of ten, when you're doing something, anyone who's not doing it wants to look for a reason why they don't have to do it. You're going to give them one, you know. So, I mean, you just got to remember that.
0: I struggle with that so much, too, because I I want it. So I'm really open about Or really try to be real with people Mm. on social media because there's such a front put up as you know
1: absolutely Absolutely.
0: but at the same time to be effective and i'm talking mostly about food because food is the only i would say the not like i'm perfect or anything like that but it's the one that would is most active in my life you're eating it so many times a day there's days you slip up i could very easily post like hey just had the cheat meal hey just had this you know i slipped up like that somebody could be rolling right now who's one of my clients mm-hmm. somebody could be, be no thought of it in their mind yeah and then they see me pop up with that be like oh like it's okay even though i know it's not going to affect me even though i'm going to pay the price for it yeah it's just for the fact that i don't want to put it in their head dude so i try to make those few and far between if i do slip up and i'm trying to be honest with it and set it in a setting like this where somebody yeah. has heard the build to it yeah. Because I know The Rock. I've seen his French toast stories before. Mm-hmm. Like, well, The Rock eats every Sunday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and for you to say that, it's almost – I didn't realize this was such a thing. I, I got a guy. He, um, he, he eventually, when he started his diet, he was like, man, I just want some yum yum sauce. I just want some Chinese food. Like, they would fixate on it like a drug. Like, it is a drug to some people. It's their comfort. It's their release. So – I'll just want some uh, Crazy King, and Taco Bell. And I'm like, bro, if you mention this one more time, I'm, I'm going to stop talking to you because this is ridiculous. Like, do you hear yourself right now? And so, you know, you snap him out of that. You can't let him go on. And uh, he's built himself up over time to where now he's not really bothered by it. But he was in the gym the other day and two new guys came in. And, you know, they're just getting started. And if they start talking about a certain place, um, you know, that he used to eat, He'll get mad. He'll be like, yo, like, I can't be around y'all. Y'all can't be talking. Like it's, he's going to relax on some fried chicken. Like it's that serious to people, you know? So, um, I don't post cheat meals. You know, I don't post that, you know, that doesn't mean I didn't do it. But like you said, I don't want someone like, you know, the rock, someone so influential who shit saying like, you need to drink, not you need to drink, but always advertising it in your face. Um, keep it out their face, dude, because you don't know what someone's dealing with. And if, if it's yeah. not up I'm not, I'm not going to want to put it out. You know, you have to be real at the same time. So it's almost a hard balance to, to, to find.
0: It is. It's a very, very hard balance to find. Yeah. And sometimes you get wrapped up in the other side of it and not being real and, you know, not being real enough. Yeah. And that. Really mess with my vibration. I don't know about you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People
1: sense their realness, dude. Because the, the fitness game, all that, you, you know, you get ads all day long. These slimy people, you you can tell. You can tell. Shred,
0: be shredder, whatever that pops up a thousand times a day.
1: <laughs> my YouTube, I can't watch a YouTube video without some guy shredded saying he did it on pizza and uh, Twinkies. I'm like, dude, come on. You're killing these people, man. They just want to be better. And you just want 20 bucks a month. Like, come on, man. Damn. So, filled with it.
0: Yeah. Well, before we we get to the end of this, before we wrap up here, one last thing I want people to know, what is your training style? Are you in CrossFit training style? Are you hardcore bodybuilding, just sets and reps and moving weights? Mm -hmm. Are you a mix of all of them? Do you throw cardio in there for people? Give me a brief synopsis of what your training beliefs are.
1: Yeah, so I like this question. Uh, I get it a lot. I have guys... Uh, who I ask, and, you know, what is my style? What do you see me as? And uh, I got a big bodybuilding friend. They call him Bayou Thor because this guy looks like Thor. And he is a beast. He is a beast, bro. And I'm like, what do you see me as? He's like, I see you as a functional guy, a functional fitness guy, you know, because I'm totally against CrossFit, okay? I'll put that out there. You know, (laughs) the true CrossFitters, I got nothing. I got respect for you. Like if if you're in any sport, I got respect for you. I don't like the style. I don't like the jerkiness of the limbs. I don't like um, how they're so focused on reps because they're lacking on form. They're so worried about the jerking and the numbers and the time that they don't take the proper precautions in avoiding injuries. I got guys in my program right now that were rehabbing from CrossFit because know the the community of crossfit is really geared towards you know newcomers and you know community which is great we got local crossfit gyms around here i love everyone there i love what they do i just wish that they could have the time to teach the exact proper form and not get carried away with numbers and weight um but they're not the only ones that do that everyone in each community whether it be crossfit or bodybuilders they all get caught up in the weight so, the way I do it is, um, I don't, when you come into a program, we're not squatting, we're not putting a no bar on our back. Um, we're making sure the muscle gets activated. So, that's why it's called tailored technique because we focus on the technique. Um, you know, playing sports all my life, working out um, a good bit, I was injured all the time. So, I had to research why I was getting injured and why my little back always hurt it, you know? And so, when you find these things, you realize it's not best to put somebody underneath a squat bar because no matter what their PR or personal record is on the squat, if they're always in pain, why are we doing it? You know? So um, sustainability is something that I like to strive for joint health. um, If we got to drop the weight because we're not feeling it in our chest and we're feeling it in our elbows, then we're working out our chest. We're not working out our elbows. So um, I would have to say that my style is based on the best optimal way to work the muscle, to engage the muscle instead of, um, you know, I'm not worried about PRs and, and anything like that. Um, bodybuilding is is kind of my base as far as progression, um, hitting the muscle from different angles. Um, you know, I'm fascinated. Oh. Yeah, I'm fascinated by bodybuilding and uh, strength training. Um, You know, just to see what the body is capable of when you fully—I keep using the word optimize it. You know, but um watching Bayou Thor and, and seeing people the way that they train a muscle and how they train it, how they stimulate it—it's just fascinating to me. So um, the girls got,
0: haven't got the hint yet. You're okay. not only if people haven't got the hit yet from you talking. You're yeah. not only tailoring this program, yeah, but in this business, it's like a mass program you're pushing to your clients. You're taking the time to dive in and see this individual. You're not seeing dollar. You're seeing this individual come.
1: Yeah. Most, most trainers you'll, you'll notice um, when you do take that program um, it's usually a cookie cutter based every chest workout. There is um, for chest day um, from every angle, uh, incline, decline, regular, And you're you're two hours into it and you're like, man, I'm still not even done. So the best tip that I could give to anybody who is looking for a program is you want to find, because beginners, when you're just starting out, you don't need as much stimulation as Instagram says you do. Um, So you can do two days a week and be cool with that. But I'll never schedule a beginner only two days a week. I'm scheduling something seven days a week. And that doesn't mean it has to be workouts. It could be a walk. It could be a stretch. But that one day that you don't have nothing on your schedule, you're going to sit on the couch and and feel bad for not moving. And, uh, you know, binge eat or Netflix or whatever. So we keep moving. Movement is key. Movement is life. And so um, the best tip that I can get is we want to do the most. We want to get the most stimulation for the least amount of work, for the least amount of effort. Oh. So that's if, a good way. To... Yeah, so so if we're going to work out chest and we're not used to working out chest, we're going to stimulate it a certain way, okay? We're not going to stimulate it from every angle because then next time we come in the gym, if we want to stimulate that muscle again since it's already been stimulated, then we can't top it, you know? So we don't want to expose certain stimuluses all at once whenever we can, you know, gradually stimulate it. And then that way you don't have to do every chest workout every every Monday or, or Wednesday, you know, because your body is used to a new stimulus from changing up the routine. So that's something
0: I like to tell people, you know. Exactly. Yes. I always tell people to squeeze every ounce you can mm-hmm. out of the weight you're at. Don't try yeah. to jump weights. Don't try to do some crazy sets. Mm-hmm. Squeeze that out. Yeah. And then when you progress five years down the line, six years down the line, yeah. you can throw those in. You need yeah. them now. Yeah. And one thing, too, just. Anybody starting out, I'm making the call right here. I 100% believe it. I'm super into this topic. Bodybuilding, everybody knows everybody at the very, very, very top of bodybuilding is on steroids. Everybody in every professional sport, there's steroids involved. So you have to look at these people, see their work ethic, but see that you can get to a certain point. You might not Mm -hmm. look like them, but just realize that they are training slightly different. Mm-hmm. You will train different on steroids. Yeah. Same thing with CrossFitters. I'm calling that's what I was gonna call right here. Every yeah. the CrossFitters, they don't want to expose it. CrossFit knows about it. I guarantee it. It's terrible. The second they yeah. expose it, then the people who it's for everybody type of sport, it vanishes. That's it. Yeah. That's the nail yeah. in their coffin.
1: Yeah. And if somebody's gonna use something like steroids um as an excuse for not doing something, they're finding excuses for everything. You know, I mean, just because exactly. somebody did it one way doesn't mean, not, not everyone has to do that to get successful, you know? Um, no. And I definitely feel as though, you know, there's so much information out there. Don't get caught up in the information overload because you'll never take steps, you know? So yeah. just get into some action. Um, don't be so focused on the exercise selection because you can do all the coolest workouts you want, but if, you're, if your eating habits aren't tuned in, you know, You might feel good after a workout, but, you know, we really need to be able to uh, hone in on your fuel and what you're feeding your body. Um, Another thing is the reps and sets. Um, Your body doesn't know if you did three sets of 12. It just knows tension. It knows time under tension, and it knows, um, you know, the numbers, the three sets of 12, that's relative. You know, it doesn't really mean anything to your body. That's just for you to keep track so you know next time to do more. Um, there's times where I don't even count anymore just because, you know, it's just like wearing a mood ring. You know, if you wear a mood ring and it's saying you're going to be upset today, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be upset. So it's just it's also a mind thing. So I like to time myself or when it starts hurting, then I know I'm working, you know, so don't get caught up in all the analytics, the nutrient timing, um, needing to eat this and that one thing at a time, one thing at a time. Just get moving. Just get
0: moving. Absolutely. Uh, dude, all that is just that you, I mean, people don't realize you gave away like so much of your program. This can help. Somebody can implement what you're saying right here and they can change their life completely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, people just need to go look at your stuff. They need to look at anybody's stuff and just implement, start to yeah. implement. Yeah. Find but a belief system
1: and, and just roll with it. Um, Go at it for a while. I went plant-based for like a whole year just to see if it would work. And, you know, I wasn't eating meat. I was eating seafood. That was it. That was my only meat. It worked for me. It felt great. I wish I could have kept doing it, but I was losing too much weight and it didn't work for me. So then I tried this and I tried that, you know, and the only thing I was able to stick with was the mindset thing that I learned from Wes Watson, you know, because he really got me off my butt um, and, and really told me about myself to stop being selfish. This isn't about me and everything is possible. And if one man can do it, why can't you? Yep, you know that
0: mindset can drag you through anything, it can drag you, whatever program you choose, whatever thing you pick. Yeah, you can drag you through it. It's everything that's that's the end of the story, right there. Mindset like, (laughs) mindset is it all, it's everything. Yeah, whatever you're doing in life.
1: Like you said, the richest people in the world, they, they got all the money in the cars, they're spending all their money on mindset because that's what gives somebody purpose at the end of the day is knowing you gave value. Um, and at the end of the day, like you said, it's not about the money. It's about how will people remember you? How will you impact your life? You know, we're all gonna cross paths at a certain point with pivotal people in our life. And that might be the last path you cross. And Gary V states perfectly. He's like, you have to have a healthy sense of death that you can die tomorrow. And, you know, how will you be remembered from the last time someone met you? So every time you see somebody, you think that, you know. I, I have a horrible memory, so when I see people, you know, in stores or whatever, they'll run up to me and they'll be like, "What's up, T.O.?" Because that, that was my nickname, and I don't know who these people are. I don't remember them, but I remember when it happened, and I remember after it happened. And I told myself. I don't care if I know these people or not. I'm gonna return the same energy that they give me. So the next time someone came up to me, "What's up, Tio?" I don't remember him. I was like, "What's up, my brother? Like, (laughs) how you been?" Because that's they're gonna remember. You know, that's exactly is 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 connection. You know, getting deep, go to the roots, find out why you you know what wakes you up in the morning. If you know you don't have any motivation. You ain't found your purpose yet, and you have one. Everyone has one. It's just you got to find the right person to bring that
0: out of you. Absolutely, man. Oh like that. I that is everything I want to say. That right there is just everybody's got their purpose. Everybody, yeah, I can't. want to shake people. I can't even express words out. on it. It stutters me up a lot. I know. It's what gets me more amped than anything. Yeah. Especially when people are in front of me saying it, like the person yeah. in front of me. I just want to shake them so you got this you got a reason and yep. there's actually a malcolm there's a malcolm or song that says something about what you're saying yeah and it said what does it say you die twice you die once when your body enters the grave and the second time was some or when the last person utters your name yeah and that's that's exactly it too yeah It's gotta be remembered
1: i heard a, a little joe rogan snippet on tiktok um where he says a man has two lives and his second one begins when he realizes he only has one. That one's going viral right now. I Ooh, love that one. Yeah. And that's another thing. Your social media, bro. If you got some people on there always complaining, always crying about something, man, unfollow them, unblock them. If they're not, if they're not gonna build you up, half my people I follow aren't even real. They're motivational pages, they're motivational. So whenever we can't find nothing around us to support there's always, you know, me and you have never met in person, you know, and I hope you get that chance. But if not, that's what social media does. You know, it's able to connect you with like-minded individuals and you got to keep that rate of vibration up, that energy you put off, because you'll get recharged from other people like you. And your biggest and most prized possession that will keep you moving forward is momentum. And you never let anyone stop your momentum. And if they do, You're just going to have to go through them because, you know, like I I say, if you could get onside of me, you get behind me, but you better not get in front of me, you know, because I'm moving (laughs) whether, you know,
0: you're there or not. You go Uh, through them and wish them the best of luck as you roll through them. That's it, man. We we just got to keep it
1: pushing and uh, realize it's not always going to be perfect. You're not always going to have it together. Um, You just got to find that balance in life, and that's the key to it all.
0: Right on, man. Hey, I'm going to link everything in below for anybody who wants to see your style and wants to see your training, ask you any questions, but for anybody just listening, where can they find you at? Where can they find this program at? Where can I see more tips at?
1: Yeah. So on our Instagram at tailored technique, T-A-I-L-O-R-E-D-T-E-C-H-N-I-Q-U-E, I I guess. Um, We're always putting out tips. We're always putting out content to help you. Um, We got a YouTube channel. Um, you can type Taylor O'Brien or Taylor Technique. You'll have some stuff come on there. I got a lot of talking heads, you know, like this where I'm talking. Um, I have a bunch of stuff within my program on YouTube, but it's unlisted. So it's only for clients where it's breakdown videos of, you know, instructional things on on how to do stuff. Um, we have biweekly coaching calls because we're seven and seven. We just had one last night. And we just posted it today because it was so good. It was this energy, you know, constant talking, people sharing, you know, they lost, in two weeks, he lost 12 pounds. And, and one guy, he's at his lowest that he's been ever two since high off. school, you know? And so they're not doing it on no crash course diet. They're eating carbs, you know, and they're, they're enjoying it. And these guys- Carbs aren't the
0: enemy. Yeah, no, no, no. are eat enemies. carbs and lose
1: weight. We just got to know what to do. And um, their mindset is so in tune. Their their clarity on things is so good. And uh, I always have them post on their story like on the daily and tag me in it. And what that does is people see their story, they see their journey. And before long, they have people messaging them, asking them, how are you doing this? What are you eating? And they're texting me, you're like, bro, these people are asking me questions. (sighs) And they never thought that would be the case. And whenever you see them, that little light bulb go off in their head and they realize that, hey, I can do this. I can be a leader. And people are coming to me, bro. I'm just sitting back, just smiling because I know the clarity that they're going through. You know, I, I can I can sit here with you all day and we can talk till next week, you know, but for time's sake, oh, we, you know, we just love this stuff. I get goosebumps. And so when you see them progressing. And they're motivating others, and now they turn people turn to them as the leader, and they see that, bro. They're unstoppable at that point. You, you just you, you just holding the chain, and you you would let them go,
0: and they're just right f- with their hands. You get obsessed. Oh, yeah. Everybody gets obsessed. Oh, I know yeah. About dude. you, but I blacked out during this. Like, I don't remember anything that's going on behind. Yeah,
1: an hour and seven <laughs> so minutes. That was
0: and I feel like we we did even start. I know, uh, right? There's we could do it forever, man. But yeah. uh, this and is awesome. I'm, I'm so glad people got to see your viewpoint because somebody's going to connect yeah. with you. Somebody's going to like your style better than my style. And that's all that matters is they get yeah. caught in the web. They see the discipline. They see what it can bring in their life.
1: Yeah. And we're not for push.
0: everybody.
1: Yeah. We're not for everybody. Not everyone has that. Uh, You know, some people got their niche. Some people got specialties. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you find what works for you. If I'm not a good fit, if I get on a call with someone, I'm not going to I'm not going to. Enroll them like I want yeah. the best for you and I will point you in the right direction if it's not me, you know. Uh, yeah. So um yeah, I how- know I know
0: 15 people who are doing the similar stuff with a different style. We got somebody yeah. for you.
1: Yeah. Heck yeah, man! Well, I appreciate the opportunity to get me on your podcast. I know uh, it's gonna take off. I know you guys—you um, know your tenacity. I see you all the time, and uh, I feel everything you say because that's how I was starting out. And um, when I noticed you start to make changes, you can see the evolving going on, like you yeah. know, your colors coming out with your brand. Oh, let me get this, Cracker Jack. Hey, man. You're all good. Come here. Come here. I'm a little busy. My dog I run a lot of ideas by him, and he never gives me no back talk. But uh, definitely, it's something that I enjoy seeing your growth, man. And I just wanted to tell you to keep it up. And um, you're winning, bro. You're gonna win. You can't lose.
0: Hey, man, I appreciate that. And for anybody listening, that's why you gotta have people in your circle because you know yeah. you're, you're different than everybody else. You gotta find people like you. Yeah. And I appreciate that, man. I appreciate everything you said in here, everything you gave to all these people, all the tips and advice. And Anybody listening, this was Taylor Technique. Find him on Instagram, find him on YouTube. Just like I said, look at it. Just look at his stuff. He's got some good shit.
1: Shoot me a message. I'm OCD, and uh, I don't like unread messages. (laughs) I'll get back to you eventually. But um, if you guys are following Pat, man, stay with him. Uh, He wants the best for you. He's genuine. He's real. And, uh, you know, it's not all about the money or the, you know, a lot of times people get caught up in that. They want the cheap route. But you got to understand, you know, you got to have some skin in the game because if something's 20 bucks a month, you might go eat that bon and not have to think twice. But if it's, yep. you know, $500 a month, you're going to think twice, you know. So you're going to stick. you're
0: Something's going to keep you there.
1: It's all commitment. It wow. uh, shows how you're serious because um, we know we're committed to you, and we just can't be more committed than you. So um, keep at it, bro. I'm loving it.
0: Absolutely, man. Good talking, yeah. You.
1: Yeah, you too, man. Anytime. We'll have to do this again because I feel like we we didn't even cover anything.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.